I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, hello, everyone. How's everyone doing today? I hope well. I am as well. Um, So... The big news is the Steelers released three players, Harvin, Chooks, Trubisky. I'm sure you're aware of that by now. Um, First of all, they were, I think, the first team to really do that post-Super Bowl. But keep an eye out around the league. You're going to see a lot more of these releases probably every day now, to be honest with you. I mean, every team's going to start cutting some of these dudes. I want to talk about each one and specifically, of course, but big picture, in a way, they in a lot of ways, they did those three p- players a favor because any one of them, they don't have to wait for free agency to open now. You know, like the Bears can sign Chooks today. You know, I mean, he's just, it, 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 he's not part of the collective bargaining agreement in terms of contracts expiring because he's no longer with the team. You know, his contract isn't going set to expire. It's done. So, in turn... The Steelers can do the same if, you know, so pay attention to the other 31 teams' releases. They could grab someone as well. And what's kind of cool about that is these guys, if they sign somewhere else, Harvin, Chooks, Trubisky, doesn't help the Steelers' future comp pick equation, but neither does signing someone from another team before free agency. All that starts with free agency opening. So in a way, it makes these guys more appealing than an you know, a comparable right tackle punter backup quarterback whatever, so it does help them. It gets them out on the market, and that's good for morale in the room. You know, like hey, you treat your players right; they treated you right. It's just not a fit here anymore contractually, whatever. So that makes all the sense in the world. You know, just let them get on their way, and again. Start paying attention to around the league because well, there's a lot of teams that are much, much, much worse shape cap-wise. They're going to start cutting players left and right this week, I would assume. But just to get cap compliant, get closer. You don't, I mean, that's this is getting ahead of it. This is a little early for the Steelers but compared to other teams. But again, I think it's a favor for these dudes. I don't think any of them should shock us. I mean, Trubisky is making too much money. First of all, they, they saved about a little under $13 million in cap space. They're very close to being, you know, at the cap number now. They have a lot of moves they can still do. We'll talk about some of those as well. Trubisky's just not a fit here. He doesn't seem to be getting better. He puts the ball in harm's way too much, and he was expensive. I mean, it's, a, it's that cut and dry. They are going to make more quarterback moves. We know that for sure. They only have one under contract right now, Kenny Pickett. So, Freeing up space, starting to figure out their avenues for another quarterback, but Trubisky was just more of a roadblock at this point. The Chuk situation is a little odd to me. It seems like there's more there. I mean, is it a personality thing? I mean, why did he get benched? I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think when it's all said and done, he came in the league really young, and I did think maybe they could hold on to him and turn him into a pick 
closer to the season. But then you got to hold all that cap space and it you know doesn't make you as fluid as an organization. And I think they want to do the young man a favor too. Let him get out there on the market, get you know, get paid now. And that it makes some sense. Came in the league very, very young. Never developed as desired, you know, as, as we all wanted. But he's going to probably, I don't know if he'll be a starter or not, but he'll be a borderline starter probably next year at right tackle. But my biggest takeaway from the Chooks Steeler disconnect right now is he's just not nasty enough. I mean, I think they want big physical mashers, set the tone type linemen. And I don't think that's his mentality. So he's out and I get it. I thought maybe they could turn him into a mid late round pick, but so be it. I think you'd rather have the cap space now and the ability to start making moves sooner than later. Harvin was an easy one. You just can't accept that inconsistency at a position where consistency is super important. So he had to go. Uh, My buddy Dale Lawley and I, you know Dale, is we joke all the time that Harvin, you don't want to bring him to camp because when the weather's great in Latrobe in the middle of summer, boy, he's a tease because he kills the ball and he has rare traits as a punter that anyone could see in the stands. You don't have to be much of a scout here to figure that out. Not that I'm a punting expert by any stretch. But having him around in the summer when weather's good and there's no wind and pressure's not on, you can see why you get enamored with him. But And he's a good young man by all accounts too, you know. So you root for him. Maybe he goes to like Atlanta and plays in a dome or something like that because the weather and as the season went on, did not treat Mr. Harvin well, as you guys know. Really was one of the worst punters in the league last year. Bet Online is your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, and lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props, with dozens of odds, props, and info on hundreds of sports, events, politics, and entertainment, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. It's super easy. Head to Bet Online today and stay updated on all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So why just those three? You know, why just Trubisky, Chooks, and Harvin? Well, there's a lot more coming. There's a lot more coming. I mean, cutting Allen Robinson saves you $10 million, almost as much as these three moves combined. When they traded for Robinson, they knew they were going to cut him. I mean, he would have had to have been a pro bowler this year or close to it, which they knew they was not what they were buying for a seventh-round pick. So that's bound to happen. However... I do think there's an outside chance that with a couple of these guys that they like them enough that they say either we're going to cut you and then sign you to a much, much, much cheaper, friendlier deal the next day, you know, or 
can we basically tear this deal up or totally restructure it, bring you back as a $2 million cap hit instead of 10? You know, there's things like that, I think, that could be in play with Robinson. But the obvious answer is they are going to save a lot of money with him soon. Patrick Peterson's 6.9 savings if you let him go, and I lean towards letting him go. But I do understand that Tomlin really value, and he's a high character dude. I mean, they love Pat Pete down there, and he's played a lot of positions. So maybe you under the radar say something like, we're going to restructure his deal. I'm putting that in quotes, but really it's he's taking a pay cut because he wasn't a very good player this year, and he's very much up in age. Personally, I would rather have $6.9 million in cap space than Patrick Peterson. But if he's back on the roster and they, quote, restructure him or something along those lines, I would understand it because of his versatility. Maybe he is a safety the rest of the way. That kind of intrigues me. But I hope they just don't do anything with him and just keep him as is. I think that's overpaying for leadership, versatility, etc. Um, Neil would get you 2.3. I tend to think that's an easy one too. You know, you can find someone like him or better without much problems. KZ is another one you could let go. There's several, much of the defensive backfield. You also could go to Minka, Watt, Highsmith, Siamalu, restructure their deals, you know, give them a big signing bonus now, just move their money around because they're going to be here. They're going to get their money either way. They'd happily get it now as opposed to a bigger check every Monday after games. Just give them a huge check now, lessen their cap hit. Highsmith and Siamali were ones I mentioned because you just signed them. They just got their deal. You know, they're not going to go anywhere for the next year or two for sure. Minka and Watt are foundation players as well. Cam Hayward's a big cap hit, but you could restructure that as well. Sort of give him a pay decrease, you know, add one more year to his deal, spread it out, and really lighten the load there. Same is true for Deontay Johnson. He only has one more year on his deal. Maybe he'd be up for adding another year on his deal with a nice bonus now. So they have a ton of flexibility. I think they'll open up quite a bit of space. Maybe when it's all said and done, end up with like $30 million in cap space, you know, something along those lines. But you don't have to do it all now. Last thing, this Justin Fields talk seems to be heating up a little bit. Adam Schefter, who I knew a little bit from my time at ESPN, I was, I was a good dude, really good at his job. I think he was on Pat McAfee's show and they were talking Steelers quarterback situation. And he basically said, you know, Tannehill's in the mix. Russell Wilson's could be in the mix. They're definitely going to bring someone in. I'm paraphrasing, but he did say Mike Tomlin loves Justin Fields. I think those were his exact words. And that's all I took away from the interview because that might be all you need to know. And I'm not trying to tease you guys or get you excited. Justin Fields, you know, I don't know if Tomlin knows him well at all, but I do trust Schefter. And just to you know, lay it out, we've talked about this several times, but I think he would probably cost you a second, which is number 52 which is a valuable pick. I mean, that's a that could be your starting center. That could be a starting corner. You know, like you'd have to do, a, in order to make this trade worth it, or really to build it, your roster properly. And I understand quarterbacks are more important than everything, of course. But you'd have to be pretty active in free agency going up to the draft. Maybe you already added your center, you know, things like that. Mason Cole's another one that they could do some money stuff with. I don't think he'll get cut. 
Um, but I do think he'll come back at a cheaper deal. Um, so if I'm giving up 52, I gotta be pretty comfortable with my salary cap situation. I think they are all the stuff we just laid out to make some moves so that I'm not so draft dependent, but that's a, a hard way of doing business. But Hey, if you're going to get a quarterback as talented as Justin Fields for the 52nd pick, and you might have to throw in a fifth rounder or a conditional pick or a future fourth or something like that. But this year, He's only $3.2 million cap hit. I mean, that's fully guaranteed, but so what? Um, That's nothing. I mean, you'd have nothing in your room between Pickett and Fields. And then picking up his fifth-year option, which is something you need to get done, you know, ahead of time, is only about $22 million. So, you basically have Fields under contract for the cost of a draft pick or compensation, whatever. And about $25 million, $26 million over two years, most of which comes a year from now. Makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, it does. I mean, if that happens or if it gets even closer, I'll start breaking down strengths and weaknesses of fields. Both are pretty extreme. But he is exciting. Um, and the cost isn't crazy. You know, of all the quarterback stuff this offseason – of the truly aggressive moves, you know, trading up in the first round, going to get Kirk Cousins. Fields is the one that makes the most sense to me. I mean, of, of something that's kind of an earth-shaking move. The Fields one's the one I would explore heaviest, I guess, is the way I'd say it. So there are some contract stuff out there. Keep an eye out on the rest of the league if get dudes getting cut because the Steelers could scoop one of them up right this minute, you know, and maybe Chooks and these other dudes get scooped up soon too. So... There you have it. Lots more to come. Over and out.